0: First, we're off to the UK. Vincent McIverney is our man in London. And Vincent, the new PM is uh, under siege at the moment.
1: She really is. And if I can put it like this, she's been in power for 28 days. If you take away 10 of those for the Queen's mourning period, she's had 18 days uh, in which she's crashed the pound, driven up inflation, triggered a $65 billion bond-buying emergency program by the Bank of England to stop the pension market being destroyed and given the Labour Party their biggest lead, 35 points or so, uh, since about 1996. So getting off to a great start.
2: Wow. So that is the Tony Blair pre-landslide polling you're referring to there, Vincent.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's even beyond this. This is an existential threat to the Conservative Party now. They're currently meeting in uh, Birmingham, a second city for a party conference, in which they've had to perform this massive U-turn. So all of that trouble coming from the fact that they unveiled this mini-budget without any of the costings or normal forecasts you'd have to do with it. It was all uh, tax cuts without any sort of spending cuts. It was all going to be on government borrowing. The international markets, the UK markets were panicked and, and everything went into slight freefall. And one of the measures in it, which didn't seem necessary at all, was a cut in the top rate of tax. So people that earn over £150,000, they pay around 45p on the pound in tax on the earnings over that amount. It would only have saved the, uh, about sort of £2 billion, really, uh, for those people. But it was just seen as being fundamentally unfair by British people uh, when those at the bottom are struggling with the cost of living crisis. And so after a lot of pressure... Uh, The Prime Minister went out on Sunday morning on the airwaves to defend this tax policy uh, and by the end of the day she was reversing it and basically blaming her Chancellor Uh, and we've seen yet more U-turns they're going to bring forward that forecasting they were trying to put it to the end of November we think as well now the Cabinet split over another measure where pensions were going to be uprated in line with inflation but working benefits weren't going to um, and yet Today, there's been a break in sort of collective cabinet responsibility with some coming out and simply saying that they don't agree with that. They've got Conservatives now, Dean Dorries, who's a bit of a wild one, but she is someone who's backed Liz Truss, but now saying we need to have a general election. It is really all going to hell pretty quickly for Liz Truss.
2: So do you reckon they'll knock her off or rather will internal pressure be brought to bear where someone's going to convince her, look, you've got to go for the good of the party, for the good of the country?
1: I think she's just so unawares and just kind of not, uh, you know, doesn't even clock that uh, things are going so badly. She's sort of her own ultimate booster, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and the rules as it is at the moment are that she can't be challenged within the party structure for a full year. So, you know, she only got uh, around a third of the actual party members uh, who are MPs. Um, so you could well see in a year's time them putting in letters to try and get rid of her. They have to have an election by uh, two years' time, so at the end of sort of 2024. No one really wants the winter election again because the, the cold here depresses turnout, makes campaigning hard. Uh, but actually, if you're the Tories and Liz and Trust continues to perform so poorly, it might be that your only option in about a year from now is to sort of break glass, get rid of Liz Trust, try and bring someone else in quickly, hope the public don't punish you for changing leaders for a fifth time uh, since you've been in office. Uh, and get someone else in, uh, and then sort of have an election a year on from that point. Don't, don't have it in the spring when you'd normally have it. Uh, and, and, and you could well potentially even see the return of Boris Johnson. It, it just seems like for <laughs> for the Conservatives that did support um, Liz Truss, they liked her because she was going to go sort of this very sort of right-wing, free-marketeer path uh, of really changing the economic orthodox. She's now backing away from that because, lo and behold, the free markets hated her plan, uh, and so she doesn't seem to be making friends anywhere or pleasing anyone.
0: There's no guarantee you don't get anything other than Liz Trust 2.0, is there, Vincent? Because presumably the the pitch she made, the ideologically pure pitch that she made to the conservative right of the party, would I mean the, that's what that's what they wanted, that's what they were voting for, and and potentially there's that still that lure again, is there not? If there's another leadership challenge.
1: I mean, this is the problem with the way the system works: is that it's only around 170 fully paid up. Conservative Party members who are predominantly old, white, and wealthy. How many did you say? In the country of about 170,000. 170,000. 170, wow. Uh, and only 80,000 of those picked Liz Trust. So it is pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, and it's foreseeable that this, you know, this, the strategy that she's taking wouldn't work in a general election. And if people, you know, it's being dubbed now that her chancellor is called quasi Kwarteng. People's mortgages have been going, are going up because of the interest rate rise uh, and the way that the mortgage market has changed. We've had a thousand mortgages pulled from the market. People in the process of going to, you know, sorting out buying their house. It's all collapsed. Uh, and they're now going uh, a case of a young woman who's sort of famously been featured on the BBC. She was buying a property with a 4%, which is much higher than I can tell you. I, I pay 1.75%. That was six, I think, in 2018. Mm. It expires next year pretty low uh, a woman uh, last week was on course to buy one for 4% the mortgage product was withdrawn and the best that she was offered was a 10% mortgage this is you know stuff wow. that hasn't been seen in britain for around 30 years uh, since the, the sort of Thatcher John Major uh, time of conservative government so i don't think anyone is going to accept you know this new economic path if it's going to put hundreds and hundreds of pounds on everyone's mortgages.
0: Extraordinary. Great report as always, Vincent. Appreciate your time. Vincent Macon, our man in London. You know, this whole thing is a cautionary tale about, you know, we complained in Australia about empowering politicians to make leadership changes because we saw a quick succession of them. Rudd, Gillard, we had Abbott, Turnbull, so on and so forth. But handing it over to the membership of a party doesn't necessarily give you a better outcome or give the country a better outcome because you can have, end up with a scenario
2: like the
0: UK is facing with, with Liz Truss at the Well, moment.
2: you made a good point a few weeks ago when we were talking about the ideological war that was, was brewing inside the South Australian Liberal Party where you said one of the problems with, with party politics is that it attracts a certain type of person who's actually more interested in politics than in governing. Mm. And the, 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 the desire to, to crush their rival faction or to smite the people who they've hated internally for a long time and the people who, you know, motivated them to join in the first place because their little group felt smited by the other group. Yes. That's, it feels like that's what we're seeing in Britain. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the triumph of almost like the young liberal slash young labour type arm of the party, just juvenile ideologues. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings,
0: 6 to 9, 5 double A 5AA Breakfast.